0: I want to talk this morning about an adventure at sea. An adventure at sea. Have you ever found yourself stuck in one of life's storms? And no matter how hard you try or what you do, you don't seem to be able to make any headway. And at the time, while you are going through your storm, it seems like the storm would never end and that there is no possible good that can come out of the storm that you are facing. Thankfully, there's some good news this morning. And that good news comes from the Word of God that while the storms of life are never pleasant, they do produce certain benefits that we never could have experienced had we not gone through our storm. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 11 says, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. In this morning's message, we find the disciples of our Lord trapped in the grip of a fierce storm. In order to get away from the multitudes and to be alone with his father, Jesus constrained them. He, he forced them to get into the boat and to go before him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. They are doing what Jesus commanded them to do. These men are in the perfect will of God, and yet we see them struggling in a storm, which says to us this morning, you can be doing right and run into a storm. You don't have to be doing anything sinful. You don't have to be doing anything untoward. You don't have to be outside the will of God. You can be following God's commands and suddenly a storm comes out. I wish I had a witness here this morning. The greatest genius the early church ever produced, Origin of Alexandria Origin of Alexandria purports that it was Jesus' intention to perform and permit what's what's going to happen to explain his actions. Or, brothers and sisters, are we to presume that the disciples anticipating the storm are afraid to cross without Jesus And therefore Jesus has to make them get in the boat and go over to the other side. Whatever the reason for them getting in the boat, the hidden blessing in the storms of life is that if your storm is a result of obedience to Christ's command, you never have to worry about going under if Jesus said, go over. Let's join the disciples this morning and see both Jesus and Peter in this miraculous event. But moreover, I want you to keep a close eye on what precipitates the entire episode, and that's the storm. Jesus is always silhouetted in every page of Scripture. And Peter in the New Testament is often the main character. But the main character this morning is the storm. Uh, Jesus is always Lord. He's always master. He's always in charge. And Peter is always putting his mouth in motion before he puts his brain in gear. But, But Jesus nor Peter would have had the occasion to meet on the water if it had not been for the storm. And i submit this morning you would not have your shout you would not have your testimony you would not have your strong faith you would not be able to stand up with power and conviction this morning had it not been for the storm that god brought you through you are the woman you are because of your storm You are the man you are because God kept you not from the storm, but in the midst of the storm. Uh, I need some storm troopers this morning who can help me testify that if God had not come to my rescue, I would have lost my mind. This 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 preaching this morning this this preaching this morning is not for the fake shouters it's not for folk looking at other people praising God your worship is not worth much if it's not wet from a storm. I need some folk here this morning whose worship is wet because you've been in some storms. I'm not talking about the rain. You've been in some storms and God brought you out and you are here this morning with a worship and a praise that nobody can make you stout him. Nobody can make you be quiet. Nobody can make you sit down because if it had not been, have I got a witness here? if it had not been for God giving me shelter in the time of a storm. Uh, David said it like this. I'm I'm, I'm trying to get to my little word. But, But David said it like this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, and enemies don't have to be outside your family. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, just before they got to me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all my days. Here it is, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? And then God will hide you in the presence of your enemy. They mad at you, but they can't get at you. They want to see you fall, but it ain't nothing they can do about your success. Have I got a witness here? Fret not yourself. Because of evildoers. Don't be envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut off like grass. And they shall wither. They shall shrivel up like the green earth. He prepares a table before me. In the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil so that my cup is just running over. I don't know what to do with the blessings God is sending my way. I don't know where to put all the stuff God is giving me. I wish I had a witness here. By the time I spend this money, God has sent that money. He'll make a way out of no way. Yeah. hallelujah 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 bless his wonderful name he's worthy to be praised he's good in the morning he's good in the evening he's good in the midnight hour he's good when I'm sleeping he's good when I'm wide awake He's good when I'm up. He's good when I'm down. He's good when I obey him. He's good when I'm unfaithful. Anybody here know God is good? All oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Ah. The, the main the main character in the pericope this morning Jesus is always in the, in, silhouetted in the shadows Peter's going to walk on the water but the main man this morning is the storm because God uses storms for transportation. You couldn't get where God is trying to bring you without a storm. And in the text, the storm will get the disciples to the other side, but it will also get Jesus to the disciple. Because if it wasn't for the storm, he wouldn't need to save them. Let me see if I can make that make sense. The crux to understanding the Christology of this passage is the fact that walking on the sea has its background in the Old Testament where Yahweh, the omnipotent creator, treads upon the waters. Psalm 77 and verse 19 says, thy way is in the sea and thy path in the great waters and thy footsteps are not seen. Matthew fourteen twenty three is the first time in the gospel we hear of Jesus praying. He sends the multitudes away. He sends the disciples in a boat and he goes to the mountain to be by himself to pray. His act of praying indicates that the uniquely divine action of walking on the sea proceeds from his intimate union with God the Father. And it is only after praying that Jesus accomplishes the salvific will of his Father through the epiphanic action of obliterating the contrast between the sea and the land and walking on one as if he was walking on the other. In other words, strange things happen when you pray. Hear me, brothers and sisters. The storm at sea is transportation that Jesus uses to come to their rescue in the darkness. It's the fourth watch of the night. There were were four watches in the night. From, From six to nine is the first watch. From 9 to 12 is the second watch. From 12 to 3 is the third watch. The fourth watch is the darkest of the watches from 3 to 6 a.m. in the morning. And if you have ever been in a storm, it was dark. It may have been the middle of the day, but it was dark. And in that darkness, you may not see him. But he sees you. Uh, Now, I want you to get this. It's the fourth watch of the night. It's pitch darkness. Jesus sent them away knowing because he knows everything that they are going to run into a storm. The Sea of Galilee is four or five miles wide. They could have made it in no time. But here it is, the fourth watch of the night. The crowds are gone, so it was daytime when they left. And here it is, the middle of the night, and they have not gotten halfway across a five-mile lake Jesus knows that they are struggling in the wind he knows that the storm and the disaster is upon them he does not always keep us from storms he just promised to be with us in storm. Uh, He's been walking now on the sea for some time. Because the sea is five miles across, Jesus is five miles away. So, if they are at least halfway the voyage, they are about three miles away from land. Jesus has walked on the sea for three miles. Just, just strolling. Just, just walking on the sea and, and, and I'm going I'm to I'm get to it in a minute but they notice that his clothes ain't even wet. The wind is tearing up that little boat but Jesus' clothes is not even blowing. They are about to go under in the midst of that sea but Jesus' hair is still in place. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Well, well, let let me get to it now. Peter says to himself, it's safer on the water with Jesus than in the boat without him. And somebody who's been through a storm and is on the other side of it, you can help me testify, it's safer in the storm with Jesus than sitting at Starbucks without him. Because if God be for us, come on, you can help me say it, who can be against us? He's not only with them in the darkness, he's not only with them in their disaster, but he waits till they get in deep water. I need to tell somebody who just, who just praise God when you get a raise. Or or you just praise God when you move into a new house. Or or you just give God glory when something spectacular happens in your life. Just like God controls blessings, he controls storms. And sometimes storms are blessings. I cannot think of where I would be as a Christian if I hadn't had some hard days. I cannot even imagine what kind of Christian or preacher or pastor I would be this morning if I had not had some nights when I had to cry in the midnight hour. You can tell much about a person by what provokes their anger and by what evokes their sympathy. If you haven't been through anything, you can't ever sympathize with anybody. And worse than that, you can never shout on Sunday morning. But if God has kept you not from the storm, but in the midst of your storm, people can't understand your shout. You mean you got to stand up every Sunday? You got to holler every Sunday? You got to cry every Sunday. You got to clap your hands every Sunday. I don't take a break when it comes to praising God. Because he's done so much for me. I said he's done so much for me. He's brought me through too many storms to count. Uh, Storms. is transportation. God can't get you where he wants to bring you until sometimes he brings you through a storm. And then storms are not just transportation, but storms are used by God for testing. When Jesus came walking on the water, the disciples couldn't recognize him. Because storms have a way of disorienting you. When you're in a storm, your, your, your perception is bad. Your, your vision is messed up. Jesus is in the midst of that storm walking on the sea and his hair is not messed up. His clothes are not wet and he's not no way perturbed or disturbed. He's just walking because he knows who he is. And when you know you are you just keep walking let them lie on you just keep walking let them criticize you for praising God just keep walking let them laugh at you because you are riding a hoop day just keep on walking And if you trust God, listen, faith is a long walk in the same direction. And sometimes it gets hard, but keep walking. Sometimes you got to cry, but keep walking. Sometimes you're misunderstood, but keep walking. Here it is. They thought because of the fierceness of the storm that Jesus walking on the sea was a ghost. They thought it was a phantasma in the Greek. They thought it was a phantom. They thought it was the ghost, not Jesus. And when Jesus gets in earshot, cause the wind is so strong, When Jesus gets in earshot, he says, fear not, it is I, be not afraid. The King James is inaccurate in this translation. When Jesus gets near them, he says, fear not, the King James says, it is I. But the accurate translation in the Greek is, fear not, I am. I am the way. I am truth. I am life. I am resurrection. I am door of the sheepfold. Fear not, I am. But, but, but here's what I want to get to as powerful as I am is, Jesus said, fear not, I am, be not afraid. They are still in the storm. But he tells them, be not afraid. Now, now, now you and I would think that once the storm is over, he would tell them, be not afraid but they are still in the storm and he says be not afraid I'm talking to somebody who is still in the storm this morning be not afraid for this reason Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 says be careful for nothing have I got a bible reader but in everything by prayer and supplication With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Here it is. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Folk who are going through it this morning came to church to worship God in the midst of their storm. Because God knows how to give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, now, now here's where I've been wanting again since Wednesday. I have been preaching the Lord's gospel now 45 years. And this is the first time I've ever seen this in this text. And I've been preaching it and preaching it, and this is the first time I've ever seen it. I, I, the Lord opened my eyes to see something in the text that I've never seen before. The Bible says Jesus walked on the sea. Peter walked on the water. Jesus walked on the sea. Peter walked on water. Because the difference between sea and water is control. Jesus walks on the sea to show the disciples and us He's in control. Peter walks on the water because the water is the distance between him and Jesus. And Peter says, Lord, whatever I got to do to get to you, if it's walking on water, let me come. If it's you, that's another inaccurate translation in the King James. If it's you is really translated in the Greek, since that's you, cause I mean, who else would be walking on the sea at four o'clock in the morning? Since that's you, it's, it's the same since that's, that's in John chapter 14, when Jesus said let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go that, that word if means since I'm already going I'm gonna come again and receive you under myself it's the same word here in, my, in Matthew chapter 14 Peter says since that's you bid me to come meet you. Not on the sea. Because I can't run that. Yeah. Bid me to come meet you. On the water. Yeah. And Jesus said. In the imperative tense. Come here. Yeah. And Peter. Actually. Sure enough. For real. Got out of that boat and for true walked on water. He was walking. Underneath him is liquid, flowing, unstable water while Jesus is just standing on the sea. Peter is walking on the water looking at Jesus but before I get to the wind boisterous I'm more than sure that the boat people the disciples who stayed on the boat said Peter get back in here are you crazy What you doing? Nobody's ever done that before. Get back in here before you drown. Peter teaches us this morning that there are no risk-free choices. There are just choices to take a risk. And many of you This morning will never lead an exciting Christian life because you play it too close to the vest. You never take a risk with God. You don't risk your money. You don't risk your time. You don't risk your mind. You don't risk your no investment in kingdom work because you want to keep everything close to the vest. And you say, if I do this, what's going to happen to me? If I give that, what I'm going to have left? Jesus said, no man. Yeah. Having left mother and father, brothers and sisters, houses and land for my sake. When I come in the kingdom, he will not receive it one hundredfold. You are not enjoying the Christian life because you're trying to keep it all to yourself. You never risk an adventure at sea. Because you are trying to make sure it works out the way you plan. If you want to make God laugh, tell him what you plan. Plan all you want to, God decides. I never planned to be in Houston. Growing up and going to school in Dallas, I hated Houston. I said I would never pastor a church in Houston. God said, for real? (laughs) And then when I decided to follow God, if I had listened to the boat people, I would still be in Eunice. My own mother was one of the boat people. She said, don't go to Houston. You don't know nobody over there. Them people ain't going to treat you right. You better stay here, boy. And I said to myself, because I couldn't say what I was thinking to her, I said to myself, I'm going to see what the end's going to be. And I've been here second Sunday, February, 32 years. Having taken the risk, I have not looked back because every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. And the only folk who are getting ready to shout right now is people who have just gotten out of their comfort zones people who have just taken a risk and just stepped out on faith and just decided I'm going to build this house, I ain't got all the money, I ain't got everything lined up, but I'm going to trust God to make a way. And here you are now walking around in rooms you never thought you would have. I need somebody here who has fallen in love with Jesus somebody here who has taken a risk in following jesus and peter said lord if it's you let me come on the on the water and meet you also jesus said come now i want you to get this when peter is walking on the water walking actually on water looking at jesus walking on water And he considers the wind. He can't see the forest for the trees. He can't see the miracle for his misery. Here you are walking on water and you're scared of wind? Here God has blessed you to reach heights you never thought you would attain, and you scared of what somebody think about you. Here, God has helped you to stand up under pressure that would have put other people in the mental hospital, and God has blessed you with all of that. And then the wind comes up, and you don't go to church. Dr. West and I were talking about it uh, the other week, that we thought that, that after the pandemic, people would be knocking the door down to get in church. We thought that people would be stepping over each other to get in church. But there are still some people talking about, I, I don't feel safe right now. I, I'm, I, I'm not ready to go to church yet. You know how many people died during the pandemic? And then some people have had COVID and God kept you and you talking about I'm scared? You walked on water and you scared of wind? I wish I had somebody to help me preach here. Stop listening to the boat people on your pew. There's some boat people in your family There's some boat people on your Facebook page. There's some boat people that you got to get out of your life telling you, you will not be able to accomplish what your dreams are. But if God is with you, you can walk on water. And I'm not talking about in Galveston. I'm not talking about the Gulf of Mexico. I'm talking about you can walk over some stuff that could have taken you under. I wish I had somebody to help me preach here god is still in the business of working miracles i said god is still working miracles the bible says peter began to sink because he took his eyes off jesus but he did have the presence of mind to say lord save me you're gonna help me close this won't you even when your faith fails have sense enough to say lord save me even when you blow it and mess up after you intended to do the right thing still have sense enough to say Lord save me I need somebody who has made some mistakes in your life you've made some decisions you wish you could take back you've gone down some wrong roads you wish you hadn't traveled But you did have sense enough to say, Lord, save me. I'm not talking about save me from sin, but save me from myself. Save me from my own destructive choices. Save me from being around people who don't mean me any good. Save me from my foolish decisions. Save me from the mess I got myself in. And then God loves us so much that he just reached down and saved him you're gonna help me close this won't you the Bible says when they got on the boat the wind ceased and the disciple says truly you are the son of God not only is the storm a time of transportation not only is the storm a time of testing but the storm is also a time of testimony when the lord brings you out you ought to have a testimony when the lord comes to your rescue you ought to share your testimony when the lord heals your body when the lord answers your prayers when the Lord dries your tears when the Lord stands you up on your feet again when the Lord opens a door that was closed in your face you ought to come on and share your testimony is there anybody here got your own testimony you're not shouting because somebody else is shouting you're not standing because somebody else is standing If you are the only person in this sanctuary you would be giving God thanks this morning because he brought you out he made a way he answered your prayer he dried your tears he came to your deliverance can you tell God thank you for my deliverance thank you for my breakthrough thank you that you didn't leave me by myself thank you I raised my children on my own thank you look where you brought me from thank you for all you've done for me thank you for the storms you kept me in thank you for the problem you've solved thank you for the ways you have made is the Lord good has he been good to you? Has he kept you in the midst of your soul? Has he brought you in the midst of your trials? Now would be a good time to give God praise. Now would be a good time to share your testimony. Why don't you look at somebody? Why don't you look at somebody? Tell them, look at me. I'm a testimony I didn't make it on my own I'm not standing here alone it was Jesus it was Jesus y'all know him don't you it was Jesus a rock in a weary land Jesus a shelter in a time of storm Jesus a friend when you're friendless y'all know him don't you Jesus God's only son he died didn't he die but brighter brighter Sunday morning he came out of the grave with all power in his hand won't he save you won't he save you won't he save you thank him for his salvation thank him for deliverance thank him that he rescued you hallelujah 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 I've seen the lightning flash I've heard the thunder roll. I've felt sin breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul but I heard the voice of Jesus bidding me still fight on he promised he promised he promised never to leave me never to leave me alone he promised yes he did He promised, he brought me out, won't he do it, won't he do it, why don't you shake somebody's hand, tell them God will take care of you, God will, God will, I know he's alright. Won't he fix it? Won't he turn it around? Tell him thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know he's all right. He promised, he promised never to leave me alone. Friends have walked out. Sometimes family quit speaking. But he promised, he promised. Never to leave me alone.